You're listening to Pet Fluff with Katie Mara, a lifestyle podcast that features various topics, current events, tips and advice, and the occasional guest that not only benefits you, but also your pet. So come and join me and take a listen as I am your host, Katie Mara. Welcome to another episode of Pet Fluff. I'm Katie Mara, and this is episode five. And today we are going to discuss gut health. I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so boring. But it's super important because a leaky gut is a trigger to many diseases that we have every day. So we're going to go over what leaky gut is and what you can do to prevent it. And it's not just applicable to you, but pets also have leaky guts and it causes numerous problems for them. So we're going to discuss all of that today. We are also going to talk about a follow-up article that I've read about pets and coronavirus, as well as how to help geckos lose their skin. I know we haven't talked much about reptiles, so I thought it would be a good day to do so. So guys, let's get started with our first segment. Here's the scooper. Here's a scooper, where a captivating current event can spark a conversation or a feel-good story that makes your heart smile. And best of all, it's all about the animals. So this is a follow-up story that I did from last episode from Associated Press that two cats in New York have become the first U.S. pets to test positive for coronavirus. They are also the first confirmed companion cases in the United States. The cat themselves now have mild respiratory illnesses and are expected to fully recover. It has been confirmed that they may have contracted it from household owners or neighbors as both cats are indoor-outdoor cats. And this comes after the tiger in the Bronx Zoo that was confirmed positive with coronavirus. The tiger also infected three other tigers and three lions afterward, but they were showing little to no symptoms. It wasn't often reported, but they are all doing much better as well. This also adds to only a small number of confirmed animal cases worldwide. Now, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top disease expert, if you haven't heard of him already, you haven't probably been watching the news because he's everywhere. He's Stated, while it appears that some animals can contract the virus from humans, it doesn't seem that animals can transmit it to humans that actually have coronavirus. So that's a great thing. I think they've been just doing a lot of research. It just seems that the number of animals contracted with coronavirus as opposed to humans that are contracted with coronavirus have drastic differences in numbers. I've been following this topic consistently since since cases of coronavirus have been contracted in the U.S. From what all the experts are saying is that you should not fear your pet, but also limit their socialization with other pets and people because you don't know if they are asymptomatic carriers. So it's best to limit their time going outside and making sure that they have limited contact with other pets and people. Experts also have explained that testing pets for coronavirus isn't recommended unless the animal has been exposed to an infected person and has shown symptoms. 
Vets also have to contact the state officials to see if the testing is required for the animal, which is interesting because I didn't know that. The American Veterinary Medical Association says pets can stay where a person is positive as long as the pet is being properly cared for. Scientists are studying the link between humans and animals when it comes to the virus, and so far it doesn't have the same effect in livestock or poultry. Now going back to the cats, they both lived in different parts of New York, though it's not disclosed of where. The first cat actually fell ill after its owner had a short respiratory illness, but it wasn't confirmed if the owner was tested positive for coronavirus. The cat also goes outside, so it hasn't been disclosed if the owner had it or the cat caught it from someone else. The second cat tested positive after the owner also tested positive. They have a second cat in the household that showed zero symptoms. The symptoms included with the cats, coughing and a mild runny nose. The CDC and the USDA recommends any pet owners with COVID-19 to avoid petting, snuggling, or having other contact with their pet and should wear a face mask and gloves when caring for their pet. The news that pertains to the coronavirus is always changing, so I will try to keep up with these news stories as far as animals being contracted as soon as I'm able to get it on to the next podcast. But I did not want to end kind of on a sour note. So I actually found a second story also from the Associated Press that I thought was really cute. Since everyone's in quarantine, Zoom calls have been the trending way of communicating with businesses and personal communication with friends and family. A farm in North Carolina came up with the idea to have their farm animals be a guest host on company calls. The owner came up with the idea to alleviate tension during intense virtual meetings. One special mini donkey named Mambo can be a Zoom crasher at your next meeting. For 10 minutes, it's $50, but these companies have been requesting these farm animals, including Mambo, left and right. So it's been an awesome idea for this farm and a cool way to get in some extra income. Companies can also choose the farm animal of their choice as well as a virtual meeting name. So you can name the animal whatever you like. The owner has also received several requests from teachers for Mambo and the others to crash their virtual classrooms. It would be really cool to get on one of these calls and to see a donkey crash your Zoom call. Now we go into our next segment, All the Fluff. All the Fluff where discussions happen and information is absorbed to help aid you and your pet. I thought with all the coronavirus talk that's been going on every single day, instead of talking about the negative, I wanted to discuss gut health and a leaky gut. And I know you've heard this topic before. It's been popular on the internet. And my favorite doctor that talks about it all the time is Dr. Axe. He is a holistic doctor and he preaches about gut health, how it affects your immunity and what you can do to resolve it. So we're going to just do a basic summary of what gut health is, what is a leaky gut, and how does it pertain to you and your pets? Because pets can also 
have a leaky gut. Since we are all mammals, it kind of affects us in a similar fashion. According to Harvard Health, inside our bellies, we have an extensive intestinal lining covering more than 4,000 square feet of surface area. When working properly, it forms a tight barrier that controls what gets absorbed into the bloodstream. An unhealthy gut lining can have large cracks or holes, allowing partially digested food toxins and bugs to penetrate the tissues beneath it. This may trigger inflammation and changes the gut flora, which is normal bacteria, that could lead to problems within the digestive tract and beyond. The research world is booming today with studies showing that modifications in intestinal bacteria and inflammation may play a role in the development of several common chronic diseases. You want to know why you get a leaky gut and what is caused by a leaky gut. And a lot of it has to do with the American diet, which is high fats and sugars and low fiber and soluble foods. This can irritate your gut lining, which causes those cracks and holes. Over time, these cracks and holes can cause a variety of illnesses. It can cause autoimmune diseases such as lupus or diabetes. It can also cause chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, arthritis throughout the body, allergies, asthma, acne, obesity, and even mental illness. But they are still researching to find how large of effect it has on your mental illness. So really, it can affect every vital organ in your body. Many health experts say that most disease starts within the gut, which I've heard many times before. This is also the same result with your pet. A lot of pets that have severe skin allergies or they are nervous or they have a lot of ear problems like uh, ear infections and eye infections, a lot of it is their diet and what they're eating that affects their well-being. And this is part of how we can keep our immune system high is to have good gut health because 80% of our immune system is in the gut and the digestive system is a home to an incredible array of microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and funguses. Having a healthy gut flora with diverse bacteria can in turn keep your immune system happy and healthy. So how do we achieve all of this? The number one thing you want to do is maintain a healthy diet. I know we've said that time and time again, but for cats, they are carnivores. So for their diet, you want them to have a high protein and low carbohydrate diet. Over time, when cats have a high carbohydrate diet, they tend to get diabetes in their older age. I personally have seen this time and time again with my cat clients. A lot of them have diabetes in their older age because they've had a diet of high carbohydrates, which is mostly dry food. Now, dogs, on the other hand, have a different nutritional requirement. They're more like humans in the fact that they are omnivores. So the six basic nutrients that dogs need are water, proteins, fats, carbohydrates, minerals, and vitamins. And this is more of a balanced diet that can help them maintain their weight, their balance in their gut health, and have a healthy lifestyle. For humans, it's kind of the same thing. We want to have high fiber, lean meats, fruits, vegetables. I mean, vegetables more than anything. And then a good healthy dose of carbohydrates, but complex carbs as opposed to simple carbs. Kind of the same nutritional stuff that we all know. Limit the high fatty foods, limit the sugars. I mean, those are kind of the killers of a basic 
basic human diet. Now for cats and dogs, the feeding, make sure that you can buy the most premium pet food that's in your budget. For cats, you want it to have more of a higher protein content. And with dogs, you want to make sure that their nutrients are whole nutrients as opposed to fillers and animal byproducts. So those are the biggest things that you want to look for for pet food. Other ways to support your pet's immune system is to avoid unnecessary vaccinations or medication unless otherwise directed by your veterinarian. This actually goes for people too. I'm not saying that you don't get vaccinated. What I'm saying is unnecessary medications that you may not need. I know with antibiotics, if you are over-medicated with your antibiotics, it tends to disrupt your gut flora and it can cause a numerous amount of imbalance. And I've experienced this firsthand myself. It took a couple of months for my body to be readjusted back with the bacteria of good flora into my system. And that's the same thing that goes for your pet. You don't want to overload their system with excess toxins. Now, the second thing is to make sure that your pet and you are fit. Regular exercise helps strengthen the immune system, the musculoskeletal system, and the cardiovascular system in not only your body, but also your pet's bodies. One suggestion would be is to go and jog with your dog and also make sure that your cat gets adequate exercise with various toys inside the house. Another tip is to include supplements into your lifestyle and your pet's lifestyle. Probiotics, prebiotics, and vitamins can help balance your gut flora and keep it healthy and happy. And there's a variety of brands for dogs and cats of pro and prebiotics as well as for humans. I may include some in the show notes. I'm not getting paid for any endorsement deals. So these are just suggestions that I know offhand that I've used personally with pets and a couple of brands of probiotics that I've used over the years that have helped improve my personal gut health. Omega-3s are also good for cats, dogs, and humans. It loosens your joints and keeps them lubricated and it coats the lining of your intestinal tract as well as your stomach so that when you eat acidic foods, it does not eat away at your stomach and intestinal lining. So that's important as well. With improving the overall health of your gut and your pet's gut, it does take some time to do a trial and error to see what works best for you and your pet. Be patient. It does take some trial and error on your part and your pet's part. Certain things may agree or may not agree with your gut lining, but the body in general is very forgiving. So if you maintain a healthy lifestyle and maintain a healthy lifestyle for your pet, all of that damage that you've done over the years can be reversed. And I've seen amazing results with people and pets who are overweight or they were sick and just a simple change in their diet and lifestyle led them to prolong their life for long period of time. And the quality of their life had improved dramatically. And you want to be able to balance it and maintain it. And I will also say for dogs and for humans, if you also have an imbalanced gut, eat some yogurt, Greek yogurt. It has a lot of probiotics in it and it can help balance your gut while coating your gut. That's just a little tip. I know we just touched on a little bit of gut health, but this will help you get started in achieving your healthy, unleaky gut lifestyle, not only for you, but also your cat and dog. Now we go into our next segment, Q&A time. 
It's Q&A time. Solve all your animal problems here. No matter how pressing or silly your question is, don't worry, I got you covered. Now, it's time to get into the nitty gritty. Our question today comes from Clarissa C. from Silver Spring, Maryland. She writes, My gecko is having trouble shedding its skin. I know it goes through a molting process every couple of months or so, but she isn't completely shedding. And I know this can have health effects down the road. Can you please help? So I grabbed this question because we haven't gone over any sort of reptiles. We are not animal discriminant here. And for anyone that doesn't know me, I actually had a leopard gecko for over 16 years myself. So I have a lot of expertise when it comes to caring for leopard geckos. And my gecko actually had the same issue, especially towards the later years of her life. From what I've gathered with shedding is leopard geckos have to have a balanced diet. So they have to have a very high protein diet. Leopard geckos in general eat crickets. That's their main source of food. And it has very high protein and it helps them shed their skin. So if they're eating any sort of worms, waxworms, mealworms, worms, giant worms. Those are great for occasional treats, but their main diet should be crickets. They are high in protein. So when you give a leopard gecko worms, it's like giving them McDonald's. So we don't want to do that. The second thing that you have to do is make sure that the tank your gecko is in is always humid. Ideally with distilled water, you want to spray your leopard gecko's tank once a day on the outside and also on the inside of their hiding rock. So you want to spray the rock and make sure that everything is hydrated. Geckos aren't like dogs where they have a super thirst drive. So you want to make sure that they're able to be hydrated through their skin. If you're doing this with your gecko already, then the next step is to know how long your gecko tends to shed. An average gecko sheds 24 to 48 hours. Now, if it's not shedding completely and it's getting stuck around the eyes or the feet, the next step to do is to take a warm bath. I would get a shallow bowl of some sort, just about an inch or so of warm water. Not too hot where they burn their skin and not too cold where their skin doesn't peel, but warm enough that their skin gets softened and you kind of want to leave them in there and give them a good soak and gently peel the skin off of the troubled areas. It may seem that it would be a little bit painful, but actually it's alleviating to them because over time, if that skin doesn't peel and it's left on for months and months, especially around the feet, their toes can actually lose circulation and fall off. This actually happened to my lizard. She lost a couple of toes and this was the beginning stages of me caring for my gecko. So you just want to be aware of your gecko's needs and properly shedding their skin. And once they do, leave it in the cage. The leopard geckos actually eat their own skin to get fortified calcium to help them for the next month of shedding. And you know, certain months they shed more than others. They tend to shed more in the summer than they do in the winter. So it's completely normal if your gecko tends to shed less during the winter. And if you are practicing all of these tips and you 
your gecko is still having issues, I would recommend you taking them to the exotic animal hospital and getting them checked out to make sure that there isn't anything more serious or concerning. With the baths, the proper diet, and the sauna treatment, aka moisturizing your tank every day, these tips can help with your shedding of your gecko. Also providing Reptical, which is like a calcium supplement in your gecko's cage so that they can lick it and help alleviate the dry skin. Clarissa, I hope this answers your question. If you are a listener and have a question about your pet or any animal in general, you can email me at petfluffpodcast at gmail.com. Now we're on to my favorite segment, and it's the last segment of the podcast, which is the feature pet of the episode. Well, it's time for my favorite segment, which is the feature pet of the episode. This is where I showcase a local DMV pet that is in need of a forever home. So, let me help you find your forever pet. Today's feature is a beautiful little kitty named Cleo. She is located at the Four Paws Rescue Team. Now, a little bit about Four Paws. They are a nonprofit, community-based, all-volunteer organization that takes in neglected, abandoned, abused, and unwanted cats and kittens. Cats rescued by Four Paws receive vaccines and appropriate veterinary care before being adopted into permanent loving homes. An animal rescued by Four Paws will never be euthanized except out of medical necessity. Additionally, Four Paws is dedicated to supporting the management of populations and improving the health of feral cat colonies. Four Paws volunteers also hold seminars in local schools to teach children the importance of responsible care. I know right now Four Paws is doing virtual meet and greets for all new applicants, so check out Four Paws and they can set something up for a virtual meet and greet. So today we're going to talk about Cleo. She is an older kitty that was received from the Prince George's Animal Shelter. Cleo is a calm and quiet kitty, but is also very confident. She is happy to explore her new surroundings without fear. Her foster tells us that she's walked around the new home soon after her arrival. She enjoys lounging and napping in her comfy bed. Then when ready, she will ask for some lap time, and it's usually in the morning and the evening hours. She also likes to people watch. She will pick a favorite spot and watch her foster go through his daily routine. If you are looking for a low-key companion, then Cleo is the kitty for you. We have not yet had the opportunity to observe Cleo with other pets or children, so she would probably be best in a quiet home as a single pet and with older children. Cleo's estimated birth date is March 2010. She is spayed, current on her vaccinations, microchipped, and has tested negative for FIV and feline leukemia. Cleo is currently on special prescription food for a sensitive digestion Cleo looks like such a cute little kitty and probably would be perfect in a home for that retired couple or that single person that wants a wonderful companion. If you are interested in Cleo and would like more information, check out our IG page at CRC Pet Service and click our link tree for more information. Keep angels around you
right, guys. Thank you so much for celebrating episode five with me. It is a true celebration in these times. And I hope you gained a lot of knowledge and information about your gut health. Do you need a pet sitter even during the times of coronavirus? Contact us on our IG page at CRC Pet Service for more information. We do service Arlington, Falls Church, Tysons, and McLean. Have a comment, a suggestion, a topic, or want to promote your small business on my next episode? Email me at petfluffpodcast at gmail.com for all of your inquiries. Episode 6, which premieres Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. We will be discussing spring cleaning and how to do it to not harm your pets. So I have some tips and tricks that can help you during this quarantine time. We all have time to clean our houses and I know that your houses may be getting messy because we're here all the time. So all right guys, that's it for me for this episode and I hope you guys are having a prosperous and wonderful week in case you have forgotten today. You matter, you are loved, you are worthy, and you are magical.